Good morning and welcome to the story behind our success. I am Rebecca Rouse, your host and head lizard at Neon Lizard Creative Marketing and Design, where we build foundational brands with social impact. Find us on the web at neonlizardcreative.com. Let's get started. Good morning and welcome to The Secret Behind Our Success. I am Rebecca Roush, your host and head lizard at Neon Lizard Creative Marketing and Design, where we build foundational brands with social impact. Find us on the web at neonlizardcreative.com. Today, we are pleased as punch to welcome none other than Dean (laughs) Wagner. He is the, is it Wagner? I did not know. Wagner it is, yes, with an E. I had it right, good. He is the founder of Authentically American Brand, headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Do tell us all about yourself. Well, first of all, Rebecca, thank you for inviting me. I'm just honored to be a guest. And Authentically American, we're all about building a brand and knowing what you're all about and the incredible success you've helped others build. It's just an honor to be here with you. Oh, thanks. Well, we're really glad to have you. What what started you doing this? How did you get started doing this? Well, I think one of the mantras for me, one of the things that has driven me my entire life is that insatiable desire, that passion to make a difference. Ooh, I like it. Yes. And you know, my professional career, I've been blessed because I had the opportunity to attend West Point. So that was my undergraduate. Mm-hmm. And I went to flight school, learned how to fly helicopters. I then went to the Army Special Forces Ranger School and then spent seven years active duty in the Army and loved that. Loved serving my country, loved the men and women I served with. So there was really that feeling of making a difference there and then had some incredible business experience. Spent a couple of years with a big five consulting firm, KPMG, which okay. love that work, Rebecca, but love my family more than I never saw them. It was Monday <laughs> through Friday, every week on the road. And then much of my professional career was in consumer packaged goods. So Procter & Gamble, you know, worked wow. on brands like Crest and Tide, and then also spent time at Mars working on brands like M&Ms and Snickers. And if you think about those brands and how iconic, if you think of the overall company, Procter & Gamble, an $80 billion company, Mars, a $40 billion company. And I had big roles, was well compensated, had a lot of breakthrough, but I just felt like I was never making a difference. If I got pulled out at some point, I mean, P&G, Mars was just going to keep going on. And that really was the burning desire you know, to go down the path of authentically American. And four years ago, we were a blank sheet of paper. It was that burning desire to make a difference. Wow. Now, were you a designer or a marketing director or what was your purpose? There? I was more business development, sales, customer marketing. So, you know, that demand creation set. That sounds great. Now you're working with your wife, Kelly, correct? That's where it started. And I should have let off there, Rebecca, because when people say, Dean, what's most important to you? I talk about God, family, and country, and my Christian faith is first and foremost in my life. And then you mentioned my wife, Kelly. This August, Rebecca, will celebrate 27 years. And we have four amazing kids. Yes, we've got four amazing kids. So we have two daughters, 23 and 20. We have a 17-year-old son, and we also have an 11-year-old son we adopted from Ethiopia. So family is incredibly important as well. And then we talked about West Point serving our country in the Army. So that's the country piece as well. Well, in the 80s, most of the apparel worn in America was made in America. But today it's not like that. So 
how were you able to break through and kind of change <laughs> that that Titanic that we've got here? <laughs> well, we were losing all of that. That's first awesome. of all, Rebecca, That's it's awesome. not been easy, but I'll give everybody who's listening just a brief historical context. So you mentioned the 80s. It was 75% then. When I graduated from West Point in 93, you know, over 50% of the apparel in the U.S. was made in the U.S. And today, Rebecca, it's less than three. I mean, that is all that's made here. And our tagline is, where's yours made? And whether we're sitting with a client, because we have a B2B side, I love to ask the question, well, great looking shirt, where's yours made? And most people, Rebecca, will say, well, Dean, I have no idea, but I'm very curious. And they will look and be like, Maine, China. I mean, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. And most people don't even think about that. And that's something that we have an opportunity to raise that level of awareness because as a brand, I mean, we're very proud of the ethos and what we believe in. So we're a brand that celebrates patriotism. We're a brand that believes in the American worker, which is why everything is uh, produced and sourced everything here in America. And we're also a brand, Rebecca, that honors our American heroes very intentionally. You know, we donate 10% of our profits to veteran and first responder charities. I love that. I think, as I told you in our preface when we were talking, having a brand that makes a social impact is it may be it may feel small. It doesn't have to be a giant, giant financial gift anywhere. As long as you're making an impact, it's kind of the starfish story. It's one shirt at a time, one cup at a time. You're you're changing the world and how people view the country and how they view themselves and how much they value their heritage. So I love that. Well, as I said, Rebecca, that is what motivates me, that energizes me, that opportunity to make a difference. And to give you some context, four years ago, I don't have a blank sheet of paper. I mean, but really, this was my business plan. I mean, it started <laughs> from a blank sheet of paper. <laughs> yes. And in one respect, Rebecca, I mean, I'm exhausted because it's literally been brick by brick, oh, yeah. just building the foundation. And now our supply chain, for example, is... You know, contract manufacturing across 12 U.S. states. You've been on our website, authenticallyamerican.us. You've seen the story behind our brand. I mean, the product, the branding, the design, the social media, the team, everything. So in one respect, I'm exhausted, Rebecca. But I will tell you, I'm even more energized because when you start with a blank sheet of paper, I mean, you can be so intentional about who you are and what you stand for as a brand and your values and our vision and our mission. So our vision is to build this iconic American brand that's truly American made. And really the heart of our mission is that passion about creating jobs, creating American jobs. Now, are, do you specifically try to employ uh, past military veterans, things of that nature as well? I absolutely do, Rebecca. And the first and most important criteria is we want to hire the best. Mm-hmm. But then when we have an opportunity to hire veterans, we absolutely do. So roughly about half of our team are either veterans or a spouse of a veteran or, you know, very connected to the veterans. So when we talk about honoring our American heroes and intentionally donating 10 percent, that is something that resonates broadly within our population, but very much resonates within our team. That's great. Um by chance, have you heard of the uh, group Beyond the Uniform? Beyond the Uniform? No, tell me more. Well, I'll have to connect you. I interviewed a gentleman the other day mm-hmm. on this podcast, and he runs Beyond the Uniform. As He's got a company called Captivate, where they uh, help oh, wow. break out uh, social media into little pieces from webinars and things like this. So it's really neat. 
Sounds like somebody I definitely need to talk to. He's a great guy. And yeah, he's a really, really terrific guy. We had a great time. That was uh, Justin Nasiri. I'll have to tell him I talked to him up on the podcast. (laughs) uh, Yeah, that's something that you might want to connect with. So I'll make sure that we do that. Oh, Um, please do. Now, you reference on your uh, paperwork that you want to be the next Nike or Under Armour. Um, how do you plan on doing that? Are you, it looks like you've got so many variations, uh, not just sportswear. Yeah. So what is your plan? And I should cl- clarify, Rebecca, I don't want to be Nike. I don't want to be Under Armour or Polo. But when you think of the Nike swoosh, or you think of the Under Armour logo, Probably there's 99.9% brand recognition. Everybody recognizes that. Mm -hmm. And that's where I ultimately want to go. And another one of my favorite mantras is go big or go home. Uh, That's one of mine. That's our family (laughs) one. And when you think I've worked with brands like Crest Mm -hmm. and Tide and M&Ms, and all of them are unique and different and play in different categories, but all of them in their own right are iconic. People know them. They love them. And that's really what we want to deliver. And from a revenue standpoint, those brands are all well north of a billion dollars. So we've got a long way to go to get there. But that's that go big or go home mantra. We want to build this iconic American brand that's truly American made, that everyone recognizes our brand, everyone loves the brand, and that we're generating north of a billion dollars in revenue. You are already? No, no. Or you're good. That is the vision. That's the long term. (laughs) Okay. I didn't know about that. My hair's doing weird things on this thing today. Okay. I think that's awesome. And I love that you think big, you don't think small. And I think most clients or most people need to think that way, because even if you don't make it all the way, at least you made it a lot further than you would have if you just tried a little bit, you know, but when you think big, you're going to go further. Absolutely. It's that old mantra that if you shoot for the moon and miss, then at least you'll be amongst the stars. That's right. I love it. You've got, you're full of mantras. We're going to have to write a book on your mantras. I love it. That's the kind of thing our people need to know because everybody that's listening to this podcast is somewhere in their, their career and they're looking forward and they want to hear from people like you that have gone and, and created something out of nothing and have done it beautifully. What would you say is your, the key thing that has helped you be as successful as you are? I'll tell you, Rebecca, one of my favorite words, and it's not really a mantra, but one of my favorite words is around intentional. Love it. And, you know, when you talk about God, family, and country, and it is tough being an entrepreneur, starting a business from a blank sheet of paper, but I make sure the very first thing I do, it's an intentional choice. I'm on my knees, a time of devotion, time of prayer, and that's how I start my day. That's how I end my day. And then I also make sure that from a family standpoint, my wife and I, we have regular date nights. You know, I mentioned my four amazing kids. So we make sure that we spend quality time with them. I've coached my kids and it's not easy, but, you know, just like I would be intentional about you and I, we had this podcast on the counter. I wasn't going to miss it. You know, if my wife and I have a date or we have a daddy, daddy daughter date with one of our daughter, with one of my daughters, you know, we don't miss that as well. So that's one of the words that really resonates with me is about being intentional. And that's what we are as a business. We're very intentional about who we are and the product that we produce and what we stand for. That's fantastic. I love that. And I think that's advice that we can all take home. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question. It's a little bit off the cuff. Let me Rudy here. First thing I'm gonna do as as people are listening to this, they might say, you know, what do they really like? So I'm gonna do the ocean personality quiz. Have you ever done that? 
I have not. So now you're making me nervous, Rebecca. I have been doing it with everybody. It is a very simple uh, personality quiz to let people know uh, more about you from another angle. Got Um, it. Okay. So it's six questions. You would answer low, medium, or high. High meaning, yep, that's me. And nope, no, I'm not that for sure. So low is that. Um, So is rated on the six points openness. If you're high in openness, you love trying new things and having new experiences. Are you low, medium, or high? I would say medium, Rebecca. Really? See, I would put you in the high category because you were brave enough to start a. (laughs) And I have grown into that. And it's a longer story, but I think probably right now I would say, you know, given the fact we started from a blank sheet of paper, a high, but I didn't realize, for example, that it was in my DNA to start something from scratch. I well, was I that. You had a little in- help, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, amen. And one of the things, Rebecca, that I heard most common, for example, at Procter & Gamble was, mm-hmm. Dean, what are you doing? We don't do it that way. That's not the Procter way. And I was like, well, why not? So I was more of that <laughs> entrepreneur, that you know, entrepreneurial thinking within a large, large organization. As we've continued down this journey, I realized that you know that entrepreneur, that you know, creative thinking, problem solving is really something inherent in my DNA. That's fantastic. That was actually a Jordan Peterson um, conversation where he was talking about how businesses need to have creatives in their upper echelon because a lot of times the CEOs and CCOs do not have that creative edge that can think outside the box that might be the better solution. Absolutely. Your company is very lucky to have you in that respect. (laughs) Your next one is conscientiousness. What is your level when you approach organization and details? If you are high in conscientiousness, you love organization and you love details. I'm guessing, I'm guessing you're high because you were military. I am very high on that. But <laughs> what, I, what I'm also thankful for as well, you know, back to creative ideas that I've got a team that really is taking that level of detail to a higher level because I'm moving more and more into that visionary role and have an opportunity like you and I are to talk and share our story. And whether it's on national TV or a keynote speech, really having that opportunity to be you know, the voice for our brand. And then I'm thankful because we have an amazing team here in Nashville with me. And I will tell you, Rebecca, as we get closer to that billion dollar threshold, you know, five, 10 years from now, if you and I are still talking and we have an incredible success story, it will have nothing to do about me. It will have everything to do about the team that I've hired and in turn the team that they've hired and the leaders that they've developed. That's to me what it's all about. I'm the same way with my team. I'm so lucky to be surrounded by greatness. So, um, okay. So the next one is extroversion. If you are an extrovert, you thrive being around people. You just can't get enough. (laughs) I put myself as a medium and I describe this as I'm more of an introverted extrovert. I love, for example, going and attending event and networking event, meeting people, spending that time, whether it's an hour, two, three, whatever time frame it is. But when it's done, I need a little me time. I need to go in and get a workout. I need to go ahead and spend just a little time to decompress and re-energize. But it's a little bit of both for me. I've been the same way. Like, I like everybody, but eh, I want to go home. (laughs) (laughs) Agreeableness. If you rate high in agreeableness, you are likely a friendly and compassionate people pleaser. I put myself in the medium standpoint. Okay. 
and reason being there are some things that absolutely will not compromise never ever and it's more along the things around character and integrity and making sure that we as a business are you know treating our customers well we're treating our suppliers with respect so there are those things that will never compromise but in terms of more of the subjective things around our brand strategies. I mean, I make sure that I'm very intentional. God gave me two ears and one mouth. So I make sure I'm listening to those viewpoints. And especially when it's not right or wrong, I think it's important for me as our leader, you have to hear those viewpoints. That's right. Okay. Neuroticism. Neurotic isn't a bad thing. It just means that you worry (laughs) and have anxiety and maybe you have high stress levels and might be a bit sharp tongued at times. I am on the low standpoint, and I think that's one that I'm thankful for that military training. And, you know, we can share a story later about Ranger School if there's time for that. But I mean, Ranger School, that special forces training, and I went through that and everything associated with the military, I think helps put me down on that low level. And my wife jokes that the higher the stress, the higher the level of challenge, you know, the better I perform. Wow. Not everybody can say that. Most of us are the opposite. So that's fantastic. That's the kind of leader everybody wants. (laughs) And it's not been easy, Rebecca, the last four years. I mean, to be a small business that is producing products in America and all of a sudden a global pandemic hits and there's threats of shutting down everything. So that was a little bit of stress and anxiety last year. Now, are you getting into the local stores or the, the national stores right now? Are you in with some of the larger We really are not, and it's going to be challenging for us to do that, Rebecca, and reason being, you know, when you think back to 50% being made in the U.S. in 93 to only 3% now, the reason that is is because apparel production is so Mm labor-intensive, and that's why people are chasing cheap labor overseas. So that labor overseas has kept coming up where it's a point where we're being competitive, but if we had too many middlemen if we had too many retailers in between. So think of Dell's old original model model around go direct. I mean, that's mm-hmm. more where we're at right now. So we have our own retail, you know, online. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a client side of our business. So if you're familiar with Land's End, mm-hmm. yep. So a business owner, a charity can go to Land's End and whether it's a polo or a button down or a lot of different things like that, you can get them all from Land's End, but not a single one of them is American made. So we have that client side of our business where if you're a business owner and your values are authentically American like Rebecca, you can call us, you can partner with us, and you will absolutely, first and foremost, experience amazing American-made product, but then you will love the brand that you are partnered with, and you will even more so love the customer experience that you have. That's great. So our final question, are you ready? <laughs> do you feel yes. like you are, do you feel complete? Do you feel like you shared? Everything you want to share about the, your brand? Well, we could talk for about 12 more hours straight and I would still keep going, but <laughs> I know I'm the same way about graphic mm-hmm. design. I can talk forever. Um, okay, so your final question is well, it's not, well, the final quirky question. What are your top three rules for life? Top three rules for life. Mm-hmm. It's custom just for you. Yes, I, I think it, it really starts to you know boil down to where I talked on, you know, first my priorities, so not necessarily my rules, but I think it's where I spend my time and back to being intentional. So, you know, that's around God, family, and country. And 
I think those are priorities. But the other one that I put in there is all around my health and fitness, because I don't work out nearly as long as I would like, but I make sure Rebecca every day we get one in because the hours that I put in and the limited amount of sleep I get, it's counterintuitive. But if I don't get that, you know, really hard exercise in, get that good sweat going, I'm not going to have the energy and capacity one for work, but even more importantly for my family at the end of the day. That's fantastic. I think that's great advice. Do you have a third one? I think you could do one more. So I, I think the other one, you know, <laughs> back to West Point and duty, honor, and country. There you go. You know, I think I am a man of my word. You know, that is so important to me. And I've always embraced that definition of character that you do what's right, even when no one else is watching. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So if someone wants to get a hold of you, and they want to order something from your product line, do you want them to go straight to the website? Would you rather them call you? The Well, the best place, Rebecca, always is to go to our website, so authenticallyamerican.us. And I should highlight this because there's really three segments of our business. So if you are a business owner, if you're a charity, you're an organization, so that's the client side of our business. And we've got an amazing team that not only provides you with amazing custom design product that aligns with your brand, but it's an amazing customer experience as well. So that's one side. The second one is our consumer brand. And that's with our vintage U.S. flag, similar to what I'm wearing. So you'll see that listed mm -hmm. as our classic collection. Mm -hmm. And the other one, Rebecca, is our collegiate collection. I didn't see so, so we have collegiate licenses. So we have, and we started out with the service academies. So West Point, my alma mater. We have Naval Academy, Air Force Academy. We have all the military schools now. We also have local Nashville schools like Vanderbilt and Belmont. We just added Alabama, you know, the number one collegiate license. And then we've got more in the works like Auburn. And we just had somebody reach out about Michigan. And if you would allow me to do this, I would love to do, Rebecca, a quick kindergarten style show and tell. Absolutely. I'm not sure that uh, this will be visual, but I might be able to pull out pieces of it and put it on um, the internet for us. Well, got it. Well, I'll show you this. And I wish, Rebecca, first of all, I love that we're here seeing each other. But if we were here in person, you could feel this shirt. And you would be like, Dean, that is incredibly soft. And that, again, is intentional. We want our shirts to be incredibly soft. and. I'm showing the Alabama logo. And if you were to feel this logo, you wouldn't even feel it because another intentional choice is we only use a water-based ink, that soft hand ink, because a lot of people will think of the t-shirts they have in their closet. And there's that heavy plastisol ink. And on a hot summer day, it will stick to your chest. It will go ahead and crack after you wash it a few times. And we want our shirts to be incredibly soft across the board. What, are what we have... Rebecca is this new sweat activated print innovation. So if you are an Alabama fan, one of the things you often will yell out is roll tide. Mm -hmm. And here's what happens. So I've got a little water bottle and I'm going to squirt the shirt. So you can oh, see how roll tide out. magically appears. And then on the back, I there's our vintage that. US flag logo, Rebecca. And then on the back, another one of their favorite mantras is where legends are made. And here's why I like to highlight this, Rebecca, because, you know, we're all about American made, but we are more importantly, a consumer brand. And if you go to our website, buy something, you're like, this product is awful. I mean, you're never going to buy from us. But what happens is people go, Dean, 
I don't care where this shirt is made. It's incredibly soft. The print, I can't even feel it. And that technology, wow. And then Rebecca, here's what happens. They look at the tag and they're like, American made? There's nothing in my closet American made. And then they go to our website, authenticallyamerican.us. They learn the story and the ethos behind our brand. That's when we really have an opportunity to captivate them and really be their lifelong brand. That's fantastic. Do you do UT too, University of Tennessee? It's coming. My wife and my daughter have been working on me and we'll have to add, we'll have to add ETSU as well. Or MTSU. We do have that one. That one will launch. I believe it's next week. That's great. Do you, do you have the uh, spray on that? We do. And I'm forgetting and don't ask me what magically appears. I'm forgetting. I have relatives in Murfreesboro. So I, I've got them in Murfreesboro and on the um, closer to Virginia. (laughs) Well, I will absolutely share with you because we're excited and I won't do a good job describing it, but there's an old, more vintage like logo from MTSU that we have that will be the design that is included with it. I know you're big about design. So I think you will love seeing it. We were doing a bunch of hockey design um, for hockey uniforms and things. And we just love doing that. That was so much fun to do. Well, you are speaking my language now because I played hockey at West Point, Rebecca, and, you know, continue to play in a men's beer league now. So every Sunday night I get out and play. In Nashville. I didn't even think about that because I never really knew much about hockey when Mm -hmm. I was in Tennessee. So that's kind of neat that it's in Tennessee. Well, I will tell you with the Predators three years ago, actually four years ago, having gone to the Stanley Cup final. Have you been to Nashville? I have been to Nashville many times, yes. I mean, Nashville, most people think of Broadway. So right on Broadway, it's Bridgestone Arena. Mm-hmm. There were 17,000 just fans going crazy because it was game six of the Stanley Cup wow. finals. But the city of Nashville realized that this was a hockey town. And there were jumbotrons all around Bridgestone Arena. There were over 100,000 fans outside Bridgestone Arena watching the game. That's crazy. I mean, it was just incredible. Wow. That's awesome. I, I, I'm going to have to learn more about that then. Go well, next time you come to Nashville, you've got a friend here. And Thank you. That's awesome. If you come back to Minnesota, of course, you know people up here. Absolutely. Already, since you were living up here for a while. So that's great. Now, did you love hockey before Tennessee? Did you learn to love it up here? Did you grow up doing hockey? I was born in a little city called Messina, New York, which is way up north on the Canadian border. Okay. So that was definitely the sport that everyone grew up go. playing. So I was skating at three and playing organized hockey at five. And wow. you know, I've been from five all the way now to 50 playing. That's fantastic. I was too cheap to do that. I was afraid my boys would get into it. <laughs> I was like, I can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And I've got, you know, I think I've mentioned I have daughters who are 23 and 20. You know, we have a 17-year-old son. He's a hockey player. And his dream is to be playing you know, for the wild or for the predators playing in the NHL, but my 11 year old, I, I got a house full of kids. He can come hang out with all us right. in that same age range. Mine, awesome. are, uh, well, mine are 13, 15, 19 and 21 all at home. Well, you've got a full house as well. Oh yeah. We're on a little hobby farm. So we got all sorts of animals and critters and people. <laughs> well, Rebecca, my 11 year old, he, we adopted him from Ethiopia and he is falling in love with the game of hockey as well. And his goal he wants to be the first ever Ethiopian-born professional hockey player. That's so cool. There hasn't been that already? There has not. No one has ever been from Ethiopia that has ever played in the NHL. So that's his dream. That's fantastic. 
I love that. It's a great dream. Go big, boy. Go big. <laughs> go big or go home. And I don't like going home. That's right. Well, thank you so much. I hope we haven't taken too long of your time. I have loved having you on and I look forward to our listeners listening to this and learning about your fabulous brand. I know that our family would just, we're going to eat this up. I'm going to have to show it to my husband and my kids because we've got flags everywhere. We love flags. Well, awesome. Well, I'm honored to call you a friend now, Rebecca, and thank you so much for having me as a guest. Thank you. Now, don't log off because we got to finish up, but thank you for listening to the story behind our success. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for being a part of the story behind our success. If you are a successful six-figure entrepreneur or an inspirational speaker who would like to be on this program, please visit neonlizardcreative.com slash podcast slash apply. If we're inspired by this interview, we would be honored if you would share it on social media and even rate it. Your thumbs up rating goes a long way to promote the show. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them. Let them know. Hashtag story behind our success. And don't forget, opt in on the website so you don't miss an episode. We have some fantastic guests on the docket. And if you want to know more, check out neonlizardcreative.com. See you next time. Bye.